Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. This is an Audiomint original. Hello, and welcome to Nation of Animation, a cartoon book club podcast for all ages. I'm one of your hosts, Ryan. I'm one of your hosts, Brooke. You'd think after 50 episodes, y'all would have figured that out or remember it. That's mean. I'm sorry. Thank you for listening. It's episode 50. We're here. (laughs) That's true. This is our 50th episode. We're very excited. We are. We did it. You'll notice on like Spotify, it will not say this is our 50th mm-hmm. episode because we did some little mini episodes. We had a trailer. We had a crossover episode. We had a stocking stuffer that we're not counting. But just so you know. This is the one. This is our 50th episode. The big 5-0. And we've decided to do something fun, special, introspective, mm-hmm. retrospective. Both, yeah. We will be looking back at all of the things we've watched. And we are going to determine today, without a shadow of a doubt, without an ounce of debating or equivocation or uncertainty, the best thing we have watched thus far. If you listen to our SpongeBob SquarePants bracket episodes, Mm -hmm. you will remember how we did it. We have created a bracket of everything that we have watched. Uh, these are things that we've watched all the way, or at least most of the way through, things we talked about in a substantive episode. Not necessarily, like, like if you'll remember, we talked about, like, fandoms. We're not doing those. Right, Rewabi is not on this list. Because we didn't watch it. Nor are any shows that only came up during top ten lists, so, like, No Simpsons, or uh, Family Guy, or what have you. Things, Only things that have gotten their own bespoke episode. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, also not on here, because I just explained that to Brooke. She didn't watch it. (laughs) So we had 36 pieces of media. Mm -hmm. What we did was, Ryan and I each went ahead and ranked them to get them seated into their correct seat in the bracket. Uh, We took each of our rankings and averaged them to get their spot. And you'll see where they ended up along the Mm way. The math on this was very interesting. It was very surprising. Yeah. We have very different tastes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes. Sometimes they were very That's close. That's true. And that was also interesting. So we have two divisions. We've got the anime adjacent and the sitcom adjacent. <laughs> East meets West. Yep. And we for, before we get really into the bracket, though, we do have, what is it, eight teams, eight mm-hmm. pieces of media that have to play their way in. Uh, a 36-team bracket is tricky, it turns out. Much more easy with 32. 
Yeah. Uh, but with 36, we had to have some, like, there are four qualifying matches that have to happen for the little dreamers, the underdogs, to even get into the big game at So all. we're going to try to go through those pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, we think we have a good idea of where they'll land, but we could mm-hmm. be wrong. In the interest of time, we're going to approach each matchup by just saying where at first our gut is. If we both say the same series, then that's going to be easy. We'll quickly eulogize the one that isn't moving forward, and then we'll, you know, carry on. We don't want to take too much time deliberating on a show that we both like and want to see continue. If we disagree on a show... Then the debate begins. Yes, we're going to debate it out. If we really reach a gridlock... Birdie will decide. Birdie will decide somehow, yeah. We're not sure how yet, but we'll, we'll work out. that out. <laughs> so let's get started. I'm ready. Let's I go. think let's start in the anime adjacent sure. ones. Some of these now don't get like argumentative, not you, the, the people of the world. Sure. On like whether it is we anime adjacent like anime or sitcom so far, adjacent. So. It's like they had to go somewhere. We are just vibes. So we're starting off with our, I think it was our 32nd and 33rd seeds. No, this was our 36th seed versus our 32nd, I believe. Yeah, mm-hmm. So this is The House, which is that movie we watched on Netflix that from Halloween time. horror film, yeah. Versus Space Jam. So let's count off, Ryan. We'll say who we think should advance. Okay. Three, two, one. Space the House. Jam. Interesting. You here's think the thing. Space Jam and should go instead funny. of The House? And here's why. First of all, I believe Space Jam is my lowest ranked uh, item. It was that or Polar Express. It was Space Jam. Jam. (laughs) However, I think that in terms of like when we think of the show Nation of Animation and we think of what we are like here to champion or talk about, I think Space Jam is more historically significant than The House. I have to disagree based on what we want to champion. Now, The House was not my favorite thing we watched, obviously. There were some I didn't love about it, but. The house was specifically new directors, mm-hmm. directing teams, directors who got to like pursue their own vision within animation. Mm-hmm. I don't think that we see a whole lot of that now. Yeah. I think that that should be rewarded, like that risk taking. Mm-hmm. Space Jam to me is not risky. It was done better with Who Framed Roger Rabbit, sure, and it features a cast of characters that people already love. That's true. Like Michael so, Jordan. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so that is why I have to put my vote for okay. the house. All right. I'll switch to the house very quickly because I do love stop motion. And I enjoyed the house more than you did on our like personal rankings. I, so I think the first two thirds of the house are fantastic. And I think the final third is fine. But I think it's visually stunning throughout. So I think right. the first one is great. And the third one is great. And not the second one. <laughs> you don't love Little Rat Boy? No. In this terrible time? Agree to disagree. Well, I'm sure we'll discuss more of that. But yeah, so Space Jam, sorry, this is as far as you go. Do you have anything nice you want to say about Space Jam before we leave it in the dust? Some of it was a little funny. Yeah. You were more complimentary of Michael Jordan's acting than I was. I thought he was all right. Yeah. I mean, you know, Space Jam doesn't need us anyway. True. People already, love it. It's already gone. Just its not us. All right. Bye, Space Jam. See you, Space Jam boy. Ooh, that's good. That's fun. <laughs> all right. Uh, let's go over to the sitcom adjacent. Okay. One. So we've got Polar Express versus The Tick. Okay. Neither of these were either of our like last places, sure. interestingly. Um, yeah, so let's just say which one we think should advance. Okay. Three, two, one. The, the tick. tick. All right. I will put The Tick ahead of Polar Express. Only, it ain't long for this world. Only because of Polar Express's like extreme religious like mm-hmm. undertones that I did not like. And, and accidental horror. 
Yes. I would say. So Polar Express, you are frightening. You definitely left a mark on the world. We'll see you later. Yeah, truly historic, but for the wrong reasons. Yeah. yeah. Choo-choo. There it goes. <laughs> also, before we proceed, I do want to explain, we have two sort of... Uh, uh, in case of emergency, maneuvers we can both do that oh, are yes. functionally the same but structurally different. Mm-hmm. Uh, we each have one insta-kill and one insta-defend where we can either instantly say in a matchup, say, I, I want to kill Space Jam immediately now, then that ends that debate. Mm-hmm. Or say, I want to publicly defend the tick and make sure it survives this round. Now, Lester, you may be asking, what if we both use it on the same turn? It's whoever says it first. Yep. It's whoever speaks first, and that's it. And we also cannot use them in, once we get to the final eight. Yes. So, there we go. All right. Now, we're going back over to Anime Adjacent. These are two movies we watched in quick succession. This is a tough one. I think I know what I'm going to pick. Okay. This is Monster House versus Frank and Weenie. Oh, yeah. Three, two, one. Monster Frank House. and Weenie. Okay, interesting. Uh, I'm picking Frank and Weenie for the same reason I was choosing the house. I think that mm-hmm. Frank and Weenie... Like, is very ambitious in what it's doing. I like its, like, callbacks to classic horror. I mm. also think that it was a bit more genuine than Monster House. However, I do like Monster House. I think Monster House is funny. So I, I can be swayed. Go ahead. I, I just really think Monster House's visual style, its look is really unique. I don't think we've watched anything else that looks like it. This, like, combination of, like, a CGI approximating stop motion and, like, rotoscoped human actors. I also think that, like, I have definitely watched Monster House more often in my life and, like, think about it more often than um, Frank and Weenie. Uh, and that, you know, that's that might not really carry much water. But when I think about, like, quality, uh, like, Halloween-y entertainment, I think that, I agree that Frank and Weenie is cool and all it's, like, homages to classic, like, 50s horror is neat. But I think that Monster House is is more significant to me. Right. I will go with you on Monster House. Okay. You didn't have to fight for it that hard. I just it, listen. That's not fighting hard. I've not yet begun to fight. I know, but we have to keep it moving. We have <laughs> no, at least thirty-two episode. more. This is going to be our longest episode, folks. Buckle in. But I'm hungry. Okay. Well. Okay. Um. Anyway, our last like little play to get in. We've got Despicable Me Rathon, where we watch every Despicable Me film, so we're including them all together. Mm-hmm. Versus Gumball. Okay. I know what I'm gonna pick. Okay. Three, two, one. Despicable, Despicable Me. me. Yay! It's alive! I like Gumball. Gumball was the second thing we ever watched. And I would say the first thing that was like explicitly marketed mostly to children that we ever watched for the show. I think the like imagination and the like variance of styles and stuff that happens in a random Gumball episode is great. I think it's cool. It's also just like very exhausting. Yeah, Gumball overwhelms me a little. Mm-hmm. That's why I had to go. Yeah. Bye, Gumball. Bye, we'll Gumball. miss you. Thank you. All right. So now we've officially got everyone in. All right, here we go. The people who are really going to play. Uh, We will say what seed is versing what seed. And we're going to start with the anime adjacents and go all the way through those. Mm -hmm. And then work our way back through to the sitcom adjacents. So we've got two number one seeds, on one on each side. The AAC and the SAC. Yes, The anime adjacent conference, sitcom adjacent conference. So the house just had to play to get in it has to play immediately Rough. and it's going to be a hard match cuz it's full metal alchemist brotherhood versus the house now did did we 
Well, we'll talk about our rankings later. I feel mm-hmm. that maybe we both put Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood extremely I'll high. I'll go ahead and say it was my number one, it was your number two. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so. All right. Well, here we go. That's how this one's going to go. Three, two, one. Full, Full Metal Alchemist, Alchemist Brotherhood. Brotherhood. Thank you, The House. Thanks for trying something new. Into Walsh, Playwright, keep getting it, dude. Keep working. And we already talked about The House, yeah. so that's great. Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood moves on to the second round. That makes sense. All right, next we've got the number eight seed versus the number nine seed. This one's going to be hard. I mm-hmm. think I know what I'm going to pick. This is Keep Your Hands Off Isaacin, which is one of the animes we've seen. Remember, this one did not have a dub. We had That's to watch true. it subtitled. This is Brooke's first anime sub experience. Difficult. But it's about the girls who want to start an anime club. Not an anime watching club, an anime, anime making club. club. And then Nightmare Before Christmas, we all know it. This is truly a battle for like my soul. <laughs> is it of like different times in my life that like Nightmare was like great for like teenage dirtbag mm-hmm. high school Ryan and Keep Your Hands on Rise Again is like one of my uh, a thing that was high for me we'll say um, yeah alright three two one keep, keep your, your hands, hands off, off Isaac again. again okay great as it progresses again sort of Space Jam rules I, Nightmare of Christmas doesn't really need us yeah and also I like, Nightmare Before Christmas is almost a little exhausting for me. <laughs> I know it's shorter. It's 70 minutes. There's just so much behind it that I feel like I have to take into mm-hmm. consideration when I watch it. And Keep Your Hands Off Isaacin's just fun. And mm-hmm. I also really like to champion, like, young women making things. Go get them. Yeah. All right, Isaacin. Isaacin moves on. Keep it will on. eventually face Full Metal, Alch- yeah. Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Ugh. Anyway, heartbreaking. Next, we've got a number five seed, Tuca and Birdie, against number 12 seed, Wolfwalkers. Tuca and Birdie, created by Lisa Hanawalt, who worked on Bojack Horseman, Canceled is about. for a second time uh, recently. <laughs> yes, has three seasons. Uh, it's about two bird best friends, Tuca and Birdie. And I love it. Wolfwalkers, we watched this one and we got to talk to Arvishi Lele about it, who is also an animator. So that was really cool. Wolf Walkers is about a girl who lives in a village and in then Ireland. another girl who's a wolf. Yeah, up the rock. <laughs> so that, it was, it was fun. All right, here we go. Three, two, one, two and Birdie. Yep. Love Wolf Walkers. Visually beautiful. Yes. Incredible style. Incredible substance. Let's go Ireland. Unify. Um, but two and Birdie just has it. I will say for me personally, sometimes it is hard to rate like series against movies. It is. But yeah. I didn't want to do like Movie against a movie, you know, yeah. all the time. Mm-hmm. So that's just how the cookie crumbles. <laughs> it's about to do it again. Um, yeah. yeah. What do you think of Wolfwalkers? I liked Wolfwalkers. Wolf I liked the like woodcut style. That's what I especially mm-hmm. liked about it, and the original music. Uh, Running with the wolves yeah. tonight. The, the reason this was so hard is we have not watched many things that I would call like actively bad. Mm-hmm. Like everything that we watch is at least pretty good to me. Yeah. Um, if not, you know, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So, I liked Wolfwalkers. In no world could it ever beat Tuca and Birdie for me, though. not fair. So, that's okay. Next, we've got a number four against number 13, Over the Garden Wall against Disney Pixar's Luca. All right, you ready? Yep. Three, Three, two, two, one. Over Over the the Garden garden Wall. wall. If they had said gay, Luca might have had a chance. Yeah. If they had not been cowards about it, they might have had a chance. I liked Luca, but I don't think about Luca a lot. Yeah, no. It did not leave mm-hmm. a big like cultural presence. I, I think about Over the Garden it. Wall all the time. Yeah, and we rewatch Over the Garden Wall every year. So yeah. <laughs> what's that tell you? So 
just from like standing. Luca is very sweet. I like what it's doing. I think it's important and I love that cat in it. Incredible textures. Love the burly dad. Mm-hmm. Also love the cat. Love the love the food too. The thing I do think about Luca is the pasta. Yeah. Look delicious. So thanks, Luca. Here you go. <laughs> All right, we've got six versus one of ours who had to play in. All right, underdogs are back. So this is Kiki's Delivery Service versus Monster House. Okay, okay. Ready? Three, Three two, two, one. one. Kiki's, Kiki's Delivery, Delivery Service. Service. Okay, easy. I mean, it was seated higher, obviously. I love Kiki's Delivery Service. Yeah. I think I know what it will be facing in its next round. And it will be a hard one for it and for the other one. So, (laughs) uh, yeah, we know I love Kiki's Delivery Service. I talked about it. I think it's great. I love media about young women. Yeah. That's not what Monster House is about. Yeah. So, well, there's one young woman in there. Yeah. Monster House is so funny. I really think the script is hilarious. Even though (laughs) Dan Harmon didn't like the script. I'm like, it's so funny. So I think its humor is its biggest strength mm-hmm. and a really solid script. I think the monster house, the house design itself is friggin' cool. Um, but yeah, you can listen to our episode on it for more of me talking about that. See you, monster house. All right, next we've got a number three seed against a number 14 seed. This is Coraline versus Rick and Morty. Mm-hmm. All right, here we go. Okay. Three, two, one, Coraline. Coraline. Okay. See, even you have to admit. I know. And I love Coraline a lot. It's one of my favorite movies. I thought we did a great episode on it. Mm -hmm. So I love that too. In 3D. (laughs) Uh, Rick and Morty. So this is where we originally talked about uh, Adult Swim's hit show, Rick and Morty. In the time since we recorded this episode, being two days. Some bad stuff has come out about uh, Justin Rowland's uh, domestic abuse and domestic... I think it was like involuntary imprisonment. Imprisonment was the word I couldn't reach. Thank Mm -hmm. you. So he has been charged with these crimes. He will go to trial for them. And we don't want to give this show the attention. We just, we didn't feel comfortable uh, including this discussion. So we're taking it out and replacing it with this disclaimer. Uh, Our sympathies, of course, go with the unnamed Jane Doe in this case and all the people who suffer uh, abuse from people like Royland. Allegedly. All right, we've got the number seven seed versus the number 10 seed. This is Roger, who framed Roger Rabbit versus Cowboy Bebop. Oh, you can't do this to me. Oh, you can't do this to me. I can't believe you've done this. I can't believe, let me see what comes next. Hmm. Okay, I'm thinking. I'm thinking in my head. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going, here's what I'm going to do for you. Okay. I'm going to let you pick. Really? Yes. I know okay. that you have the strongest reaction to both of these pieces of media. So I'm going to let you choose what advances. I'm, I'm looking at the rest of the bracket, and I think that no matter what we choose here, the road probably ends on the next round for them. So I'm going to say, for for myself, as much as I truly do love Roger Rabbit, but I'm going to let Cowboy Bebop move forward because mm. someone's got to champion it. That's all I'm going to say. So Roger Rabbit. First of all, Bob Hoskins just gets it. He understood exactly what was asked of him. I think the hybridization of like 2D and 3D and like uh, 2D animation and real world stuff is better than Space Jam. Uh, the Dwarf stuff is great. Christopher... Christopher Lloyd also crushes it, really understands what's asked of him. Brooke, what did you think of Roger Rabbit? I like Roger Rabbit. I think that it holds up really well mm-hmm. for like the time period that it was made in. It is still wild to see Mickey Mouse and Bugs Bunny together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I liked it better as a kid than I liked it rewatching it as an adult. <laughs> but hey, that's media. That's life, yeah. Bye, Roger Rabbit. Bye, Roger Rabbit. You Thanks got beat by Cowboy Bebop. Oh, the one of the most celebrated anime ever. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. <laughs> and we've reached our final matchup of the anime of the adjacent. AAC. Yeah. Uh, this is a number two seed, Bojack Horseman, versus number 15 seed, Agada. As a reminder, we watched Agada with uh, the wonderful people over at Yaw. We read it after we read Hunger Games Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes Boy, with them. That book, bottom seed. <laughs> Terrible. But I will see but the that movie. that podcast, top seed. That's Love those true. two. They're reading the Maze Runner books this season. They are. <laughs> I have read the first one, but not all of them. Their series on Vampire Diaries is stellar. Those books are deranged. <laughs> they are. It's true. Anyway, okay. And then Bojack Horseman. This was one of the first things that we watched. Uh, we were both big fans. We recorded, I believe. So we'll see how this shakes out. Yeah. I think I know. Yeah, me too. Three, two, one. <laughs> Bojack, Bojack Horseman. Horseman. Listen, Akira is is sort of like calculus. It is deeply significant in so many things that we have now in anime and in Western animation. Uh, and in just like cinema, like nope, does the Akira bike slide? Um, so that's the the influence is far and wide. But I think rewatching it or just like watching it for the first time, structurally, it's it's creaky in spots. There were other things I wanted from Akira yeah. that it did not give. So thanks, Akira. All right. Anyway, moving on. So that those are our matchups for All the right. next round Off to in the, the SAC. AAC. We're going yeah. to the SAC sitcom adjacent cartoons or a conference. Is conference, sure, either one. <laughs> Uh, we're going to start at the bottom over here, actually, and, and work here. our way back to our first seed. Yeah. So we've got our number two seed on this side, SpongeBob SquarePants, versus our number 15 seed, Phineas and Ferb. Yeah. All right. No surprises yet, folks. <laughs> I know. We have not had, I don't think we've had any underdogs come up yet. That doesn't mean we won't. That's true. It could happen. But, but this I'm is just only going to get harder and harder. Well, Cowboy Bebop was the lower seed, technically. It was For the number 10. Roger something. Rabbit was 7. Yeah. So close. Yeah. All right. Anyway. Three, three two, two, one. SpongeBob. SpongeBob. All right. Yeah, I got to let SpongeBob Sum- have it. Summer's got to end, boys. <laughs> Phineas and Ferb. I think that's another one that strength is in its writing as opposed mm-hmm. to its animation. Uh, to me, they're not doing necessarily anything brand new in animation. Yeah. But I think that they're doing cool stuff with the scripts. I think it's a good voice acting cast. Tremendous voice acting cast, yeah. I think Doofenshmirtz is like a mo- is like a modern times all timer. Yeah, love that guy. Yeah. So bye, Phineas yeah. and Ferb. We still like you. Phineas and Ferb is like completely competently made. Yeah. There's nothing like obviously wrong with it. It's just up against SpongeBob SquarePants, and those boys' arms are just too short in a box with guy. <laughs> oh well. <laughs> On to the next one. This is a number seven seed versus a number ten seed again. This is Hey Arnold versus Jimmy Neutron. Oh boy. Not the movie, the TV show. Okay. Okay, I'm ready. Okay. Three, two, one. Hey, hey Arnold. Arnold. Okay. I love Jimmy Neutron. I'm a big Jimmy Neutron fan. But Hey Arnold, once again, I think I think about it more, like in my daily life. Mm -hmm. And I think that they were doing something really cool for their time. Like the representation that was on screen, the kind of stories that they delved into. But I I shouldn't get into Hey Arnold because I got to eulogize. Let's talk about James Isaac Neutron. Hugh Neutron is the realest motherfucker in the game. (laughs) Jimmy Neutron, I think it's so funny. And the animation, even though it looks a little creaky now, mm-hmm. nothing else looks like it, it has when its it charm came out. Still. Yeah. It's still like this is only what Jimmy Neutron looks like. It fits well for the content, mm-hmm. you know, like the sort of high tech space shit. Um, <laughs> I really love Jimmy Neutron. I'm sad to see it go. Mm-hmm. But hey, Arnold moves on. Yeah. All right. Here we go. On to the next one. We have a number three versus a number 14. 
So we've got Gravity Falls versus James and the Giant Peach. Uh, tough. It's not tough for me. Okay. Three, two, one. Gravity, Gravity Falls. Falls. Here's the thing I didn't realize about James and the Giant Peach is how much of it is live action. Yeah. How much of it is inadmissible in court here. James and the Giant Peach, it is a little scary. Like it's, you know, it's based on a beloved children's book. Yeah. Uh, the stop motion animation is very cool mm -hmm. in it. Ryan had a sexual awakening with the spider. It wasn't an awakening. I already knew I was a little freak. <laughs> it was a re it was a reaffirming. It's still a good film. Richard Dreyfuss as the centipede is great. What a great performance. Um, and your boy David Thewlis is also in there, That's who true. I know you're a fan of. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thank you for thank you for coming, James the Giant Peach. Uh, more animation next time. <laughs> oh man, I, I'm remembering the the great cop at the end of that movie too. That guy, what a performer. I know he was great. Um, anyway. Anyway, moving on. So we've got Six Seed Sailor Moon versus uh, someone who had to play to get in, the Despicable Mirathon. Hmm. Hmm. Huh. Okay, you ready? Yep. <laughs> Hands on our guns as we go here. Three, Three two, two, one. one. Despicable Mirathon. Okay, interesting. Are you willing to use a, a lifeline on this? I gotta look at what we have left. Okay. Yes. Okay. So you're, I guess it doesn't matter which one, because we just have two lifelines, so are you? I'm doing my keep, okay. not my kill. Keep, despicable yeah, me. my insta-keep, okay. despicable me. All right, well, let's, let's pull one out for Sailor Moon. I love... So much for supporting women. <laughs> I know. I love Sailor Moon, actually. I'm picking Despicable Me because I feel like I must do it for my dearly departed grandfather, who loved those damn minions mm. so much. So this is for you, Papa. I killed Sailor Moon. Do you think if they hadn't reset the Usagi Mamoru romance at the start of season two, would that have helped it? At yes. All? Yeah. I just okay. So you know, eulogy for Sailor Moon, deeply significant series. Obviously, like one of the main things that brought anime to the West, uh, one of the big ones that really helped it catch on. Um, just like really cozy TV. I mm -hmm. think like the formulaicness is like maybe its greatest strength, where you can just like curl up and watch them fight a shoe monster or whatever the fuck, and it's like ah. Sailor Moon, my old friends. Good to see you again. And Despicable Me with Dawn becomes our Cinderella story. There you go. Finally, someone has escaped through <laughs> the, the play to get in. Also, shout out on like, the great backgrounds and great music, Sailor Moon. Just untouched like aesthetic. Mm -hmm. Excellent place to be. Uh, but yeah, okay. Despicable Me with Dawn, though. Cinderella story Woo! continues. We'll see how far it gets on. Great. All right. So our next matchup is the number four versus 13. We've got As Told by Ginger versus the Bob's Burgers movie. Not okay. the show, just, just the, movie. the movie. Separate separate entry. All right. Here we go. Three, two, one. As, As Told, told by, by Ginger. Ginger. Bob's Burgers movie. Heck of a, I mean, the critics were like, it's just a long Bob's Burgers episode. Yeah, it's good. What more do you want? I love Bob's Burgers. Well, yeah, that's delicious. Great music. Great, just like visual style, like the glow up from like cable TV to like cinema is like noticeable mm -hmm. in a really cool way. But part of me knows Bob's Burgers is getting another chance here, mm -hmm. so I don't so, feel bad letting them go yeah. on this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And as told by Ginger, <laughs> much will that's, much to be said. <laughs> that's art. Yeah. Okay, on to the next one. Five versus twelve. King of the Hill versus Home Movies. This is especially hard for you, I think, Ryan. Yeah, I, I was really charmed by home movies. Um, it was pretty low on my list, not because I didn't like it. I just couldn't get into it as much as yeah. like Bob's I forget Burgers. what we were doing around that time. I feel like that was a busy time in the rest of our lives. Maybe. Um, but anyway, 
Three, Three two, two, one. one. King, King of, of the, the Hill. Hill. Like, I gotta admit it. Like, King of the Hill is, is just that guy. Uh, but home movies, first of all, we don't give Osbergers about home movies. And I don't mm. mean just because of Laura Bouchard's, like, career. I mean, like, I think humor-wise, it's really a template for this sort of different version of, like, what adult animation can be. This sort of, like, like post-MTV, post, uh, like, Beavis and Butthead. Like, a wittier, more wry version of, like, adult-ish oriented animation. Mm-hmm. Not me. Yeah. yeah. A great H. John Benjamin performance. Coach McGurk always cracks me up. And I think also you don't get Rick and Morty without this show. Like the improv- the loose improvisational tone is deeply significant. So, uh, you know, bloody are those who break down barriers. And that is the, <laughs> the fate of home movies. Yeah. I mean, I love what they were doing really with like the making of Brendan's home movies. Mm-hmm. I wish they had leaned into that a little more, but sometimes it got like eclipsed by but other things. Many, their personal lives are yeah. too much. I don't want to see your personal lives. I want to see your weird little home movies. All the, also great music throughout. All the little silly songs yeah. are always a standout. But, oh well. That's life sometimes. King of the Hill. I mean, he's a king. It's right there in the name. All right. Eight versus nine. Corpse Bride versus Prince of Egypt. Oof. Okay, let's see how this one goes. Three, two, one. Prince, Prince of, of Egypt. Egypt. Deliver us. Deliver us. One, it wins on the strength of that number alone. <laughs> Corpse Bride, I enjoy a lot. Uh, I think, honestly, I think that the shortness of Corpse Bride mm-hmm. does hurt it a little. I think the lack of songs. Because yeah. there's a few, but I feel like there's like, it's not there yet. Like the premise has not been fully explored by the time credits roll. But I feel like Corpse Bride was a really great way to see Tim Burton's style animated. Mm-hmm. Even more so than like Nightmare Before Christmas. I mean, he didn't direct that one. Sure. But like taking the look of Edward Scissorhands yeah. and putting it on animated characters or the look of Sweeney Todd and putting it on animated characters yeah, in such a clear way. The the sign of how technology has progressed between Nightmare and Corpse Ride is like fascinating because there's not like a huge amount of time between those two, but the like increased fidelity and like detail in those puppets is is really cool to see. Yeah. That means the Corpse Ride, great puppet, great character design all mm-hmm. throughout, but uh, this is where the journey ends. <laughs> All right, we've got the number one seed of the SAC mm-hmm. versus the person who had to play to get in. This is Bob's Burgers versus The Tick. All right, I'm considering doing the funniest thing in the podcast history. And by funny, I mean meanest. Three, two, one. Bob's, Bob's Burgers. Burgers. I don't have the heart to do my boy like that. I am Bob. How can I vote against yeah. him? No, I love Bob's Burgers so much. And if you had done that, that will bleed over to our real relationship. Our final episode, yeah. <laughs> All right, the tick. You can eulogize it. I mean, I think again, rewatching it, I was definitely struck by like the signs of age. Uh, I think that it is like a, a gleefully like juvenile series in all the ways that that word entails. Uh, I just really have a soft spot for this like goofier, less uh, pervasive version of like superheroism and superhero stories. Uh, and I think the tick is like it's big and it's stupid and it's genuine and uh, you know it's too dumb to live, too beautiful to die. <laughs> <laughs> you have any nice things to say about the tick, or we move on? I liked the Christmas one. Yeah, see, multiple Santa. That's one of my favorite Christmas specials ever. But anyway, continuing. Great. See so now tick. we're all into the second round. This is our sweet sixteen. Right. So this is the last round we can use our saves. Correct. So. And I've used one. You use one of them. Yeah, I need to choose my moments, but we'll see what happens. So let's go back to the AAC. Yep. But let's start at the bottom. Okay. 
with a very hard one for you, I think. Mm -hmm. So this will be what was originally a 10 seed versus a 2 seed. Yeah. A moment for Cinderella opportunity. Mm -hmm. This is Cowboy Bebop versus BoJack Horseman. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't. Three, two, two. one. BoJack, Bojack Horseman. Horseman. I can't. Uh, this is... Reddit's kind of a field day here. <laughs> I don't know if Reddit listens to our podcast. Well, I hope not. In this moment, I hope not. Um, listen, Cowboy Bebop, what is there to say? I think it's it's fantastic. It was my number two seed mm -hmm. <laughs> overall. Um, you can tell someone else felt differently, but that's okay. I think that like it is it's its greatest strength is its episodic structure. I think like the case of the week lets them like do incredible experimental stuff with style and like genre. I think all the music slaps. I think the opening theme is like the best anime opening ever. Uh, Spike's my boy. I love him. He's a disaster, and I love him. Um, he's also hot. As we determined on the episode, Ein's a great dog. Love that dog. Uh, don't watch the Netflix one. <laughs> I liked when they said, see a space cowboy. Every episode. Yep. Well, not every episode, but most of them. Meant yeah. the episode was over. <laughs> and. Fuck you. <laughs> it was cool. <laughs> mean. <laughs> I should have killed Bob's Burgers. <laughs> I didn't kill it. No, I know. Okay, on to okay. the next matchup yep. here. We've got what was originally a three versus a six, Coraline versus Kiki's Delivery Service. Okay. Three, two, one, Kiki's, Kiki's Delivery, Delivery Service. Service. Yeah. And I love a Coraline. Me and I'm too. sad every time a stop motion one falls off the roster, I feel a little bad because um, I feel like I'm the stop motion freak on the show. And I would say in my personal rankings, I think I put Coraline higher. Me too, but thinking but... about it more, like. When I think about the beauty of the way mm -hmm. that Kiki's Delivery Service is animated, I gotta pick it. Coraline, though, I love Coraline. Uh, we talked a lot on our episode about like the detail and care that was mm -hmm. put into making the puppets in Coraline. One of the best animated cats ever. Yeah. I mean, using knitting needles that were as thin as a strand of hair. Like, that's amazing. It's, it's so cool. It's the craft so cool. that they put into it. I really love Coraline, and I love the music of Coraline mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. I think it's a very, very solid film that in another yeah. life could have won the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Coraline is great. Kiki's Delivery Service is, like, monumental. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. But thank you, Coraline. You were incredible, beautiful. All three dimensions were used well. Now, we're on to something that I... This one will be oh, difficult, boy. I think. Yeah, this is where we start, like, gnawing on our arms in the trap. Yeah. This is a four versus a five, very evenly matched, over the garden wall versus Tuca and Birdie. Mm -hmm. All right, we'll see what happens. All right. Three, two, one. Over Tuca the garden and wall. Birdie. Yeah. You go ahead. <laughs> I need time to think about how to do this. Tuca and Birdie, I think that what it does for women cannot be overstated. I think of like the episode, like the Jelly Lakes, that's from the first season. That's a beautiful episode. And then we go into the finale where they're celebrating Molting Day mm -hmm. and they make the baked goods. I just love Tuca and Birdie. And part of me also is like voting for it because of what's happened to it that I don't think is fair which is like two cancellations mm -hmm. and also the fact that it could be like wiped from existence because of HBO's policies. Yeah. Well, Over um, the Garden Wall is also in that boat because it's also a Cartoon Network joint. But Sad. But yeah, I love Tuca and Birdie a lot. I'm sad that it didn't get the justice it deserved in its life, so I want to give it to it mm. in its death. Okay, here's my, my challenge is... 
then how come you haven't watched seasons two or three? I haven't watched seasons two or three because I think that it will make me sad. Did you think it was going to make you sad before it got canceled again? Yes. Why? Because some of the content is sad. I just think it's significant that (laughs) for as much as we love the first season, the second and third seasons have been unseen in this household. And we have watched every frame of Over the Garden Wall repeatedly. Are you willing to use your save on Over the Garden Wall? Here's the thing. I don't want to be the asshole who kills <laughs> the, the feminist that's just bird you, cartoon. Sometimes that's what you have to do. Uh, this is the last round you can use your I save. Know, I know. You. Let me look at out what else I want to use it on. And if you're not willing mm-hmm. to use your save, yeah. I would argue you no didn't want it that much. Me. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So you yeah. think about whether you want to use your save. I've used one of mine. Let me, so here's the thing. I'm going to weigh Over the Garden Wall versus another series that I want to maybe see, like, pull an upset in the finals. I'm going to see which one of those comes out ahead. And if it wins that balance, then I'm very sorry to Tuka and Birdie. I understand. You got to do what you got to do. It did not. So Tuka and Birdie proceeds to the Elite Eight. Now I feel bad. No, you shouldn't. I think. I mean, you should, but let me use it later. <laughs> use that guilt later. But yeah, but you can't use your save in the other ones. No, I'm still going to use it in this round. Hmm. Interesting. All when right. When you get to the other show, I'll tell you what the other one was that I waited against. Tuca and Birdie lives. Yep. Not for long. All right. We don't know that. <laughs> we have a number one seed, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, versus a number eight seed, Keep Your Hands Off, Isaacin. Mm-hmm. Three. Two, one, Full, full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Brother. I don't know what the fuck it is. <laughs> Keep your hands off eyes again. Okay, listen. Also, just incredible vibes. The The way that in the first episode, our main character is watching anime, and the anime in the anime world is animated like a further level of ext- abstraction, because it's like, to them, they're already 3D, so the anime needs to look even less like defined. And that mm-hmm. level is so cool. The fact that they just traced over a different anime because they couldn't get the rights to just show the one they wanted is great. I think every anime they make is awesome. I think it makes like the process so like uh, communicable and understandable. Kanamori, great character, love her, love that like seven Kanamani. foot tall, <laughs> love that seven foot tall middle schooler. Um, and yeah, the three characters, like these three girls, are like just excellently done. I think that like the creators walked a very fine line of like not making them feel too like like over feminized or like objectified or like reduced to to you know troublesome stereotypes or anything i think it's keep hands of eyes again fantastic give us an english dub so more people can watch it i was struck by how clear the characterizations Mm -hmm. were even though it was subbed and not dubbed especially for someone like me who does not generally watch subbed media um actually that's not true i watch a lot of live action sub things we watch foreign films all the time but i don't watch like anime with one i don't watch live at all but i definitely don't watch it with like the sub instead of the dub And I was really struck by, like, how much I still got from it. Mm-hmm. Even though I'm, like, lazy American who doesn't want to read. <laughs> I love how when they're, like, imagining stuff, all the sound effects are, the like, the main girl, like, making them with her mouth. Like, she's like, and the way she goes, when she's, like, displaying something is great. What a great show. Also, the, like, ska opening is so good. Yeah. All right, but this is where the road ends. I'm sorry. You know, sometimes you just come up against uh, the 93 Chicago Bulls. <laughs> All right, we're moving on. 
We're going to start at the top. This is number one seed, Bob's Burgers, versus number nine seed, Prince of Egypt. Okay. Three, two, one, Bob's Burgers. Burgers. I keep, like, I can't do it. You can't pull the trigger. I can't do it. That's just who you are. Listen, okay, let's talk about Prince of Egypt. Too religious. <laughs> <laughs> Bob's Burgers, good secular fun. I mean, Prince of Egypt, you know, obviously it's a shame that all the voice actors are white folk, but, um, or the main, you know, the, the, you know, the, the core, like, two or three are all white folk, but just dynamite score, all-timer. I think, like, the, the, like, way it makes, like, you know, Bible stories are tough. We discussed them on the episode. I think it's translation of that and giving it, like, human stakes in a way that feels, like, compelling and not just, like, you know, Sunday schooly is, is laudable. Yeah, I love Prince of Egypt. I wrote my whole thesis in college to deliver us, played over and over again on repeat. Um, Let God move you. Yeah. The visuals are striking. I think the voice acting is good, but once again, it is tainted by the fact that it's all white people. Mm -hmm. But nothing can beat Bob's Burgers for me right now. We'll see what happens. Let's let's quickly just run through all the great songs. We have Deliver Us, incredible. Through Heaven's Eyes is an underrated banger. The Plagues. The one that set TikTok on fire. You who I called brother. How have you come to hate me so? The pipes on that Ray Fiennes. Did we find out it wasn't him singing? It was not him singing, but I still like to pretend. Um, Oh well. Still, very good. So, goodbye Prince of Egypt. Bob's Burgers keeps moving. Next, we have a number five versus a number four. So, very close matchup again. Similar to Tuca Birdie over the Garden Wall. This is King of the Hill versus As Told by Ginger. All right. Let me see if I need to use a... Uh, special move. Three, okay, two, two, one. As, as told, told by, by Ginger. Ginger. Okay, I don't need to. Great. Yeah. <laughs> Why would I pick I King of the Hill Bobby over Hill As Told by Ginger? Over. Bobby I Hill. do love Bobby <laughs> Hill. Works into your heart. Yeah. And you know, I'm talking about feminism. I can't let Peggy Hill go. Mm-hmm. That's a woman who's on a mission and she does things her own way. Yes, the penis. <laughs> I love that woman, <laughs> and I love Bobby more than anything. I hate Hank. But that's life. That's, I mean, I think that his, his position is to be wrong every episode <laughs> and then learn his lesson. Like, that's his role. Uh, pour it out for Boom Hauer. Dale Gribble arrested at the Capitol on January 6th. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Steven Root as Bill, all-time performance. So good. <laughs> but yeah, that's as far as we go with uh, King of the Hill. Um, yeah, uh, you know, lucky that we let its uh, uh, racial transgression slide this far. Ooh, yeah. All right, we've got the Despicable me our real Cinderella story mm-hmm. versus number three, Gravity Falls. All right. Three, two, one, Gravity, Gravity Falls. Falls. Well, I was going to save that one, but I don't need to. I, so. can't, I can't buy into <laughs> Despicable Me that yeah. much. Mm-hmm. But Despicable Me, I think, is very funny. I think most of it still holds up very well. That last one, that's where they got a little shaky. But, well, not the last one, because that's... Minions. Minions and that me one's three. solid. Yeah. Despicable Me 3 lost the plot a bit. Yes. But I think that Minions Rise of Group proved that they still have it. Yeah. They still know, like, what is interesting, what makes a good story, what people want to see, while not sacrificing all of their art to these little yellow guys. The I mean, what it really, to me, says, the Despicable Me franchise as a whole, is, like, we yearn for Looney Tunes. Like, we just yearn for some, like, slapstick goofery and the occasional, like, recognizable voice. Um, I think it's very neat that they got Trey Parker to come out of his South Park, like, compound and do a different character <laughs> for a film. That's neat. He doesn't do that a lot. 
Um, but yeah, like we just so hungrily yearn for just like little goofy clowny bits of like one guy hitting another guy with a big hammer. And that's what the minions can offer that's us. That's what the people want. Yeah. All right. Goodbye, Despicable Me. All right. Now we've got Hey Arnold versus SpongeBob, a number seven versus mm-hmm. a number two. Okay. I'm ready to be the biggest villain in podcasting. Three, two, one. Hey, hey Arnold. Arnold. Insta- oh, well. <laughs> shit. I think I was. I think I was gonna say. I'm so fucking stupid. I think I was gonna actually say SpongeBob. I just yeah. knew what you were gonna say, okay. so I was gonna well, let you do it. So right. I actually would have said SpongeBob. I yeah. hear though that you're Insta protecting Hey Arnold. I am. Yeah. Okay. Listen, again, SpongeBob, in a way, doesn't need us. But beyond that, I think that, like, Hey Arnold does need us, is, is like, my real argument. Is like, rewatching Hey Arnold, because, like, what was this up against at first? Uh, Jimmy Neutron. The split with that was, like, rewatching Jimmy Neutron. I was like, yeah, it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. I remember laughing at this. This is good. But when I was younger, I idolized Jimmy Neutron. Not, like, I didn't want to be him, because I knew that it was, like, fiction. Yeah. But, like, and Hey Arnold was a show I was aware of as a kid, but was, like, sort of, like, moved on. I, like, was looking at flashier stuff. I was watching Dragon Ball Z. Um, <laughs> but revisiting Hey Arnold is, like astounding like what they got away with um the stuff about you know we'll talk about more that when hey arnold uh it's time comes but that's why i'm picking hey arnold above spongebob but what do you say about spongebob spongebob the mark on part pop culture that one piece of media can have i mean you could not imagine it really until spongebob SpongeBob raised us spongebob is our dad (laughs) the things that you can quote from spongebob like i said one yesterday no this morning did i Oh, my aching tentacles. Yeah, that was today. (laughs) (laughs) Like, there's so much you can take from SpongeBob. Mm -hmm. I will say, though, like, SpongeBob fell off. Hey hey Arnold didn't get the opportunity to fall off. Right. Because it didn't have as many seasons. Mm -hmm. Well, they brought it back for that movie. That's true. Which was okay, though. That was fine, yeah. But I'm a SpongeBob lover till I die. And I'll miss it here in the bracket. It's another one that in another world could have won the whole thing. Thank you for the good time, SpongeBob. I I hope you can rest now. <laughs> you work too hard, Sponge. All right, we have our Elite Eight. Okay, this is... Oh, it's going to hurt like a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I think it will get pretty difficult at yep. this point. We can no longer, like, end the debate with our tools right yeah. and we each only used one so which was probably for the needed, best because they do the same thing but it's fine anyway where do we begin where does the hurt start i think we're we should start with what i would say is one of the hardest ones on this board okay that is we're going back over to the aac mm-hmm. this is kiki's delivery service oh, versus bojack horseman okay. kiki's delivery service is number six c bojack is number two I think this is a very, very difficult I matchup. Know. I don't know what to do here. Oh my God. You have to go with your heart. I know. I know. Three, two, one. Kiki's, Kiki's delivery, delivery service. service. Wow. I did not expect that. Yeah. Okay. Well, what do we say, Bojack? What do we say about it? Bojack is one of my favorite shows of all time. Mm-hmm. Lucky for Kiki's delivery service. I haven't watched it in a little while. <laughs> I think if I had, it could be a different story. Um, but I haven't watched Kiki's Delivery Service in a while, too. But think about that. You know, how how many times have we watch episodes of BoJack? And we only watched, you know, you've seen Kiki's Delivery Service once. And in that, like, hour and change. You've seen it twice. But still, for the time watch, Kiki's is far less. And it still stood out. Yeah. I love BoJack Horseman very much. I love everything it does. But I think that, like, at the end, in some ways... We're given too much leeway to keep rooting for Bojack. Mm-hmm. 
I think Bojack is like an interesting counterpoint to Full Metal Alchemist, actually, and like their endings of like how much we meant to hold these characters that we've like been meant to root for, how much are we actually supposed to hold them accountable for their you know war crimes slash transgressions. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the, the the shows arrive at two different answers, and I think that like I applaud Bojack for not going for like an easy way out and like making it hard for us, but I also think that they you know it, it's it's a difficult thing to do, and it's not you know surprising that it's not all like perfectly done. Yeah, I also, you know, for BoJack, their series ended before they had planned. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think in in little ways, you can tell in that last season. I am fascinated by, like, how long they meant it to go. Mm-hmm. Like, how many more seasons? I think you could maybe get another season, but beyond that, I'm not, I'm yeah. not sure. But yeah, BoJack's great. Um like the the penultimate episode of every season is like always fascinating i think if you look at like if you ask me like make a list of my like i don't know top 20 or so like favorite episodes of the of like the past decade or so bojack is on there multiple times i think had bojack been against something else it would have won yeah but that's how too bad yeah you're up (laughs) against who you're up against yeah so here you go kiki time all right so then, I, I think let's move back to the SAC. You're putting one off, aren't you? No, I know what I'm okay. going to do. I think most of these I kind of have an idea of where yeah. I'm leaning, except mm-hmm. for I think BoJack and Kiki's was the hardest one. Yeah. So let's just go to the top. Let's go Bob's Burgers versus As Told by Ginger. Okay. Three, two, one, Bob's, Bob's Burgers. Burgers. Yeah. All right, tell me, tell me about As Told by Ginger. What are we losing on As Told by Ginger? As Told by Ginger, we talked about when we, you know, discussed the episode, I think pretty revolutionary for its time mm-hmm. and the topics it discussed. Uh, I think also an interesting animation style that you weren't seeing other places that really made it stand out. They all have different outfits. Like, that's wild. Yeah. That's so much work. <laughs> and I think it was great voice acting, great writing. I think it was just a really, really solid mm. show. Except for Ryan's uh, enemy, Carl. Well, except for Carl Fowley's, like, like Carl Fowley's fuck around hour. Like, <laughs> every episode, he, like, falls in love with a rat ghost or whatever the hell. And you hated his design. I do, I do hate Carl Fowley's whole face. Um, but it's fine because he's not a real person. Um, but yeah, I think, like, other than, you know, every time Carl goes to the Phantom Zone, um, like, very <laughs> grounded and, like, emotionally mature stories for, like, a cartoon on Nickelodeon. Like, <laughs> Ginger ends up in the hospital. Uh, like, uh, her mom goes on strike. Uh, people die. People get divorced. Uh, it's great. It's really good stuff. It is. Euphoria wishes it had what it's told by Ginger has. <laughs> that's true. And that's 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 come from the heart. Mm-hmm. All right. I, I just want to okay. say, also, I told Ginger was another one I didn't really give the time of day to as a kid. And watching it for the show was delightful was such a joy it was one of the first times it was the first show that we covered that i hadn't like watched extensively already and i was just like oh boy what a delight thank you as told by ginger all right let's go to not a number one matchup let's go back down to gravity falls versus hey arnold okay i'm ready three two one gravity, gravity falls. falls yep i think that gravity falls is like there's no room for it to meander. Mm-hmm. It's a great length. It's a great story. But I'll talk about Hey Arnold. Yeah, <laughs> That's yeah. just the reason why mm-hmm. I'm picking. In and out two seasons. Yeah. Hey Arnold, 
similar to As Told by Ginger, I would say, mm-hmm. in, like, the stories it decides to address. Helga's parents. Hey, Arnold's parents. Yeah. His name's just Arnold. <laughs> <laughs> and living with his grandparents. Short man. And, like, where they lived to live mm-hmm. in, like, a city and the sort of independence that the kids had because of that. Watching that show as, like, a kid from a teeny tiny town in South Carolina... Like, one of my first, like, conceptions of what a city is mm-hmm. and, like, how it feels so different from where I lived. And I think it's great at depicting a major city without demonizing it, which I yeah. think a lot of media falls into that trap, mm-hmm. kind of. Of, like, oh, we should all go back to basics and be living on the farm. No, yeah. It, like, like cities are big and scary, but they're also, like, full of community and full of wonder. And, like, you, every person there is, like, a potential lead for at least one episode. Yeah. Fucking Pigeon Man? Uh, Fucking stoop kid. Mm-hmm. Oh god, so Monkey good. Man. Monkey Man. Amazing. The Abdicator. Oh god, what a show. See, they're all good. We didn't watch many like duds, and yeah. Harold certainly isn't one. All right, we're into the last of our Elite Eight. This is oh. Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood versus okay. Tuca and Birdie. Are you ready to do it? Yeah, I am. Are you ready? I'll let you choose. This is the back, the like, give back from Cowboy Bebop. I have to pick Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Mm-hmm. There's a reason it's the first seed. Yeah. And Tuca and Birdie. Oh, I love Tuca and Birdie so much. I've talked a lot about it already. But you're right. I haven't seen the second or third seasons yet. A lot of that is just me thinking I'm not ready to face those extreme emotions. But that's okay. But you know what extreme emotions you did face? Everything in Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Well, I didn't know anything that was happening most of the time. You didn't understand? No, no, no. I mean, like, I didn't know what was going to come next. Sure. Okay, okay. But you could follow it as you watched it. Yes, yes. Okay, okay, okay. Man, I think we'll get there eventually. But yeah, listen, Tuca and Birdie, incredible. Steven Yoon, like, you're a great in-person actor. You're an immaculate voice actor, my guy. I hope he keeps doing it. I know, right? Just say nothing of, like, the the achievements of Tiffany Haddish and Ali Wong. Obviously, they're they're really holding it down. Two, like, characters that come in in the first episode feeling fully formed and nuanced. Um, The whole place. I think one thing that's great is how, like, there's such a clearly different environment between it and BoJack Horseman. Mm -hmm. Like, the the world is much more like Richard Scarry's... like busy world or whatever it's called. Where yeah, like whatever people it's have called. Like cars made of apples, and like the the train is a big snail or a big snake, and like everything is so much more alive and like toon towny. And a lot of women working on this show. Lisa Hannawall is the creator showrunner, and then like Sam Irby, who is a wonderful essayist who's put out several books. Like um, one of her big books is called Meaty. She's really great. She wrote a lot for the two latest seasons, which nice. is very cool. And I think that, like, animation as a whole will miss a lot with the loss of Two Game Birdie. Modern animation, certainly, and across the board. You fucked up, Warner. Thank you, Two Game Birdie. Truly, you'll be So, we've reached our final four. All right, let's review them. And in some ways, there aren't many surprises here, but there are some. There's at least one that I'm like, huh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, in the AAC... We have Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood versus Kiki's Delivery Service. In the SAC, we have Bob's Burgers versus Gravity Falls. What did you think would not make it here, Ryan? I did not expect Kiki's Delivery Service to make it here. I don't know what I expected to be here, but I am I am pleasantly surprised by Kiki. I, I mean, I, I think I expected Bojack to get further, but I'm pleasantly surprised that Kiki is here. I agree. I honestly didn't expect Kiki's Delivery Service to beat Coraline. Wow. And then it came out of there. And then to go on and beat BoJack Horseman, mm-hmm. like such a powerhouse. Real, real upset. 
I think it speaks a lot to like the nostalgia of Kiki's delivery mm-hmm. service as well. And the bread. And oh, yeah, and the bread. The way that food <laughs> is animated. Nothing looks as good as that fucking bread, I tell you. But also just the work of, you know, Studio Ghibli as a mm-hmm. whole. Like, you have to keep them around. They have to be represented. It feels like we're preemptively eulogizing Kiki's delivery no, service. No, I'm not doing anything. Okay. I'm going to do a little introspective on all of yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, And then you have the number one seed out of the gate, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. The lore that was created in this show, I mean, obviously it's based on a manga. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's the truer adaptation. It is. Like, the world building, I think, is fascinating. I think that the animation also is still really great. I think it's a really, really stellar English dub voice acting cast Mm -hmm. that brings a lot to the show. And also, like, the music that's incorporated. I've been looking for the soundtrack on vinyl. It's very expensive, <laughs> but one day. The way that it becomes, like, the being based on manga and then incorporating, like, pop music, how it makes it a multimedia project almost. Mm-hmm. Like, that's very interesting. And then, you know, and this is my own personal, like, delving into the media further of, like, the rich fan fiction world of that course. exists around Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. The Brother AMVs that are out there. Yes. Like the passion that other people have put into it, the way it inspired people to keep creating art. Mm-hmm. That's I, cool. I think like it and like Avatar The Last Airbender are two of the best like magic systems in recent fiction mm-hmm. of like, the, like fantastical like powers and stuff that you can like understand as an audience and it's not just like I don't know bigger muscles or like I'm shooting yeah. a bigger laser beam. Like it, it's communicable in a way that is hard to do and stuff like this but yeah then on the sac side we've got bob's burgers another a number Mm -hmm. one seed versus gravity falls the number three seed notably spongebob not making it in it's tough it's tough out there twin power twin magic got gravity falls here yeah gravity falls like i said i think it's beautifully paced it's a great contained story and I think that it also does some interesting things with animation as well. The background artist work, I think, cannot mm-hmm. be discounted because it's really, really beautiful work. And then the original characters that come out in it and are developed, I think, is fantastic. They got J.K. Simmons for a weekly cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he did it a lot. He was also in Korra, uh, but still, it's wild. That's, J- that's J.K. Simmons himself. Certified platinum opening theme, so mm-hmm. good. And like they made Twin Peaks for kids. Like they made a show that's about like weird paranormal mysteries and like the scary like eldritch abominations just beyond our sight. And they made it for kids. And they made it on Disney. And that's wild. And I think we also get sort of the multimedia aspect with Gravity Falls. You have mm-hmm. like the ciphers you had to decode every week to get I, a little. Bit I never talked with that, but I think it's cool that they did. Yeah, it. <laughs> a more fuller picture of the show. Yeah. But then you also had the things that came out with it that didn't feel like money grabs as much as other things do. Like their journals and yes. stuff. Yes. Yeah. Which I thought was really cool. Our friend has the like soundtrack on vinyl mm-hmm. and it comes with like a decoder ring to like find hidden messages on the on the sleeve. That's fun. That's, That's cool. Fun. Yeah. And then Bosberger's working class heroes. <laughs> Also, like, something like Bob's Burgers, you know, we talked about when we talked about this show, the several times we talked about this show, but the way that it did start sort of more cynical and then found its niche Mm -hmm. of this, like, more heartwarming family show that still has an edge to it. I think that it toes that line fantastically. And then the music of Bob's Burgers, it has become iconic in its own right. 
people will sing the Thanksgiving song every year, the you National know? The National covered it. Yeah. I think that it has done a lot for animation, mm -hmm. especially in the sort of wake of, like, Peak Simpsons. Bob's Burgers, like, snuck in there to fill, like, really mm -hmm. quality, like, They're the heir apparent for, like, yeah, adult animation that has, like, a heart. Because Family Guy is, like, cruel. Um, yeah. It's a cruel show to its core. And Bob's Burgers is not. Well, we've talked about them. Well, before we do our the final classes, uh, do we want to go over our individual top tens? Sure. Yeah. A stay of execution for, yes. for some shows real quick. Would you like to go first? I will happily go okay, first. Okay, go ahead. So, my top ten in descending order, uh, Letterman style. Number ten, Over the Garden Wall. Miss you. Uh, I feel like we didn't talk about it enough when it died. But You're right. Great show. Beautiful. Just like an, a, a, you know, equally show and film. Yeah. Just some great stuff. Again, like formally, formalistically fascinating, incredible music, beautiful, beautiful art style. I'll talk about some great backgrounds. Um, over the Garden Wall, Martin Classic, watch it every year. Number nine, Gravity Falls. Number eight, King of the Hill. Number seven, Coraline, which surprises me, um, given how quickly it fell off the vine. Number six, Bob's Burgers. Number five, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Number four, Bojack Horseman. Number three, SpongeBob SquarePants. Number two, Cowboy Bebop. R.I.P. And my number one seed was Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. All right, here's mine in descending order. Number 10, Hey Arnold. Nine, SpongeBob SquarePants. Eight, Coraline. Seven, Over the Garden Wall. Six, Gravity Falls. Five, Bojack Horseman. Four, Tuca and Birdie. Three, As Told by Ginger. Two, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. And my number one was Bob's Burgers. I want to point out something interesting here. Yeah. Kiki's Delivery Service was in neither of our top tens. Maybe that was a mistake. And it remains alive. Yeah, that's cool. Anything can happen. It's Anything a land of opportunity. Happen. Of everything we've watched, what was the biggest surprise for you? Was like, what was the thing that stood out most? Like, wow, I never had heard of this or thought of this, and now I love it. Hmm, that's a good question. I mean, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, probably. That yeah. was something I really never <laughs> thought about at all until we watched it. <laughs> never heard of it. Yeah, I didn't really know what it was, but I really enjoyed it. That's was good. there anything for you? I mean, I think like home movies, I think the real answer is it was told by gender, which is like a thing that I knew existed, but had no passion for. Mm -hmm. And like really, it really, you know that it captured me uh, to the point that I was like shipping, which I, I am usually uh, unable to. You were going to say above. I was going to say above. Oh, uh, that's on me. That's bad. Who's I'm sorry. Above? That was wrong. That was wrong on me. I apologize. Which I'm usually <laughs> not interested in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, it, that's the thing. It humbled me. It showed me that I'm not above it. That I was wrong to think I was. Yeah. No yeah. one is. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. And it's not something to be above. You're right. It, my perspective was wrong. And I've learned the error of my ways. That's good. Yeah. All right. All right. Now, now the, the hard part. Okay. <sighs> okay. Which one do you want to do first? Let's do Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood versus Kiki's Delivery Service. All right. Okay. Here we go. Three, two... One, Full, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Brotherhood. I mean, what's there to say? Kiki's Delivery Service had a beautiful run. Mm -hmm. We have already talked a lot about it because we wanted to give our little wrap up here. Yeah. Um, I love that movie. I think that it's very visually striking. And I think that it's not like as cut and dry plot wise as you would think yeah. something of that nature would be. In the way that lots of Studio Ghibli things are not like that. I think it really subverts how we as audience members see media about young women. Mm -hmm. I think that it's like deceptive, like what appears on the surface to be very like low key and humble and sort of like, just like 
unremarkable slice of lifey like belies like a real depth and like kiki has like an interiority that is uncommon in like western like kids media mm-hmm. she, you know her like inner struggle is is you know externalized she loses the power to fly halfway through well, not halfway through but you know th- th- that's there but it leaves a lot like unsaid and just like tells a lot through like body language and through just like the way that scenes are set um there's just like, a great group of characters like the artist in the woods that old lady hunky bread man <laughs> um Gigi the cat. Uh, what was that Griffle McElroy looking? Tombo. <laughs> Tombo. Love him. Love him in this flying machine. Uh, just like a world that you really feel like is lived in and is like textured and real and three-dimensional. And of course, like visually, it's a feast. Um, and food-wise, it's also a feast. That pie looks delicious too. Yeah. yeah. And then even like the fish. Thank you, Kiki's Delivery Service. Truly a joy. Truly a treat. It's wild that we haven't watched any more Ghibli. Uh, Jib- it's one that I haven't watched any more Ghibli on the show. Well, we have then, but... personally, though. We yeah, just haven't talked just about it on the, the show. show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll fix that soon, relatively, I bet. Any hoozle. That's that. All right. Here comes one. All right. I'm I'm interested in what you'll say. Yeah. I know what I'll say. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you know what you'll say? I do. Yeah. Three, two, one. Gravity Bob's Falls. Burgers. Gravity Falls. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it. Let's actually have a debate here. Yeah. It's fine. You can start since yeah. you have such a strong... I think the thing that's cool about Gravity Falls, everything good that we've said about Bob's Burgers is correct. I'm not taking anything away from Bob's Burgers. You know I love it. I think that Gravity Falls, by virtue of like coming to a conclusion on its creator's terms, they even like added episode because Disney wanted more in their second season and uh, Alex Hirsch and company had to be like, okay, we'll find some fun stuff to do. I think that is like neat. I also think it's like a rare show that sticks to landing on its ending. Oh, granted, Bob's Burgers is ongoing. It may well also stick the landing on its ending. I think that, you know, to credit to my esteemed competition in Bob's Burgers, that, like, the quality really has not dipped in its, like, what, 13th season now? 13th or 14th? That is laudable. That is cool. But I think that Gravity Falls, in two seasons, accomplished a, like, level of, like, storytelling ambition and, like, scope that rivals and, to me, surpasses what Bob's Burgers has done in 13 seasons. And think of the twins. Think of the power of twins. There's two sets of twins in this show. And that's, okay, your turn. I don't think you're going to sway me, personally. Okay, well, your turn to try to sway me. That's fine. Bob's Burgers is my favorite television show of all time. I love Bob's Burgers. I think that, especially from, and many people can relate to this, perhaps even you, Like, if you're from a family who was not always kind to each other or had a more difficult situation, watching something like Bob's Burgers is so refreshing and heartwarming, and it Mm -hmm. makes you just think, I wish that were my family. And I think that is extremely laudable when you compare it to what was, and still is, actually, the biggest animated show at the time it came out, which was The Simpsons. Mm -hmm which is undoubtedly meaner-spirited than Bob's Burgers. It has certainly become that in like yes. the past like 10 seasons. I also think that what Bob's Burgers does with music cannot be overstated. Mm-hmm. Every episode having the most hilarious cover of a song you've ever heard, and then also its original work that is just fantastic. I also think that the voice acting... Is stellar. It's Kristen Shaw versus Kristen Shaw. We should know here. <laughs> uh, you know, suffering from success. Kristen Shaw here. And 
I don't think that a show has to be over and concluded to say, oh, well, that one's over. We've seen its whole story. That one was better. I think that there is something to what Bob's Burgers is doing, like, you know, in the style of classic, more classic, not classic necessarily, cartoons like The Simpsons mm -hmm. of, like, every episode is its own contained day. Yeah. I like that about it. Whereas with um, Gravity Falls, most of the episodes build on each other. I think that part is cool. To me, that is a plus for Gravity Falls. But here's another thing about sure. Gravity Falls. Yeah. There are these like little filler episodes that mm -hmm. you get through and then you go and then you're back on the plot. Then you're on the filler mm -hmm. and then you're back on the plot. So here's my thing. By your definition, then, every episode of Boss Burgers is filler because there's no like overall it's plot. It's not because there is no overall plot. Interesting. Filler doesn't like filler is not a negative for me. I like when I like when my anime has filler because it means I get to hang out with the characters more. Um, let's do a quick exercise. Maybe this won't help, but let's try. Let's devil's advocate. Let's argue for each other's shows. No. Why not? I'll <laughs> say some nice stuff about Bob's Burgers. You say some nice stuff about Gravity Falls. Fine. Yeah. Go ahead. I think I agree. I think Bob's Burgers, in addition to like the core five, I think like its ensemble is great. I think there is a Hey Arnold esque like picture of a whole city there um it's not as like urban and gritty as hey arnold but it is like this broad uh like picture of a variety of walks of life you know they go down to the arts and crafts store and there's the mean old couple i know those two are there there's weird speedo guy i know his deal uh you know <laughs> uh jimmy pesto across the street's been real quiet lately that's weird <laughs> um but beyond that like like mr Fishover. Uh, the fact that Kevin Klein is like working on a sitcom in the year 2023 is really funny to me because that guy is just such a talent. Um, I think like that is really cool. I think your point about um, the music is well founded. I think like the animation style is distinct and unique to the point that now shows like the Great North and Central Park are aping its style. Not aping its style. That's unfair to them. They're from like similar production houses, I believe. But still, it's a, people who've worked on Bob's Burgers making yeah, 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 new exactly. shows. So yeah. it's 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 branching out. We'll say is a more charitable way to say it. Um, and that is like influential and cool. So yeah, like I'm not saying that I dislike Bob's Burgers here. <laughs> now your turn to say some nice things about Gravity Falls. I do think that Gravity Falls offers children's media something that hasn't necessarily seen before in the same way. I mean, you could say like mystery shows like Scooby-Doo, mm -hmm. whatever, whatever. But to have like a, the, the overarching plot that right. Gravity Falls has, I think that's unique. I think it's really important too so that, you know, you are seeing like a full story as a child. That's what you got. I also think that it's definitely more appealing than just to children. There are many adult fans of Gravity Falls, which speaks to its broader reach. I also really enjoy the characterization of Mabel and Dipper. I think they play off each other very well without being mean-spirited. And it's not necessarily like, ah, two opposites, which is something you see a lot with twins. I think that they've done something more realistic and more human-like with those two characters. So did you talk yourself into voting for gravity? <laughs> Damn it. I, that was a long shot. Oh, well. All right. So what do we do here? I think the Burby must yeah. decide. So how do we do this? You and I must get equidistant from Burby. Okay. Whoever she comes to, <laughs> that is who wins. Okay. We'll be back. We'll be back. Okay, so 
Welcome Birdie back. lingered for a long time. Birdie was torn, as we are. She did ultimately go to Brooke, to Bob's Burgers, but mm-hmm. Brooke seems to have been doing some thinking. So, Brooke, here's the thing. Birdie went to you. It's your decision to make. So, talk us through your headspace. Well, honestly, there's always a part of me who wants to root for the underdog. I don't like to have a one against a one. It's not interesting. It's not fun. It's not what I want. So in that way, I start to think, well, if it was Gravity Falls, at least that's a one against a three. That's different. (laughs) Even though it's also a high seed, obviously. But I think I do have to go with my heart. And I can't turn my back on Bob's Burgers, my favorite television show of all time. So Bob's Burgers must advance to the end. I accept these terms. All right, any final words for Gravity Falls? A beautiful show. Another one that certainly, in another world, it could have won the whole thing. I've talked about it a lot, yeah. and I do enjoy it quite a bit. I also want to shout out, while we're here, the like way it handles the like Dipper Windy, quote-unquote, romance. The fact that like it has the gumption to be like, no, this is not good. <laughs> this is not healthy for our boy. Sometimes it's okay for women to just be your friend. I think that's great. I think that's really cool. And more shows should allow characters to grow out of their infatuations. So that's neat. Also, Grunkle Stan, all-time character. So good. Love that guy. Love that uh, grumpy old man. It's also a real shame that David Lynch would not voice Bill Cipher because he would have been perfect. But it is funny to hear Alex Hirsch just do an impression of him. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Do you watch his, like, weather reports? No. He, like, just gets on Twitter and, like, just records a shitty, like, phone video of him being like, today's weather, it's cloudy. I'm having a Coke. (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs) What a funny guy. Anyway. But (laughs) David Lynch was not in here. Uh, but yes, that's Gravity Falls. Well, well served. Now your race is run. And uh, now we've reached the end. Okay, this is going to be tough. We're in the championship. We've got Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood versus Bob's Burgers. Mm-hmm. It's a real, this is a real rock Austin here. Um, All right, I think we just have to go for it and okay. see where our cookies okay. land. Okay. Three, two, one. Full Metal, Full Metal Alchemist, Alchemist Brotherhood. Brotherhood. Me running through the stadium like Michael Jordan, <laughs> arms outstretched. I said it too. I know, I'm happy. Yeah, I'm glad. Yeah, we're both we're both on the Bulls. <laughs> so we talked a lot about both these shows already, which is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, the reason I chose Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood over Bob's Burgers, because I feel like I'm probably the one who would be less expected to do that. Mm-hmm. I really appreciate... Like, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, I've talked about the lore. What I appreciate most, though, is that I am someone, as we all know, who said they don't really like anime mm-hmm. and don't, you know, like, find things in it that appeal to me personally or that I find relatable. Um, because a lot of times, in my mind, anime is, like, big titty girls and... It's the troubling, like public shadow of like anime to people who don't watch it yes. and, like, and i think we watch shows yeah. that make me think of that. there's a lot of garbo that like earns that and it's also like cowboy bebop in the worst moments does do this you got it dead to rights yeah yeah so to then like create this beautiful piece of art that i would go back and watch again and again like, I have to give it to them. Like, Boss mm-hmm. Burgers is something, of course, I would love. It's right. right up my alley. It's what I like to watch in general. Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood is not something that I would have seen myself really enjoying. I don't usually go for more dramatic shows. Mm-hmm. Definitely not anime. Definitely not male-fronted There's shows. a lot of fighting in this, which was hard, I know, for you at times. Yes. Yeah. 
but I really appreciate everything they did, and I really love the show, and that's why I had to give it to them. Do you have anything else you want to say about Bob's Burgers while we're here? Just that, that I love it said. so much. Yeah. He, and I'm sorry, but like, there's a wrestling critic named Dave Meltzer who like reviews... Our dog's asleep under the table, and it's adorable. Anyway, Dave Meltzer reviews wrestling matches, professional wrestling, and he has like a five-star system. And like a match that is five stars is like technically perfect. However, for very special matches, he'll award them six stars. Bob's Burgers is a six-star show. Wow. It's, it, like, it is so much, it, like, all the smallest parts are great. All the characters, like, are well-designed. They're all recognizable. They're all, like, distinct personalities. They're wonderful. And it's better than the sum of its parts. In that, you know, 13 seasons in, they are still having ideas and, like, new facets to the characters that are singing. That are still, like, full of wonderful potential and entertainment. But Full Metal Brotherhood is a seven. Is the rare seven star match <laughs> that is transcendental, and I, I I'm happy to say that it's the best thing we've watched so far. That it is. You want to uh, say some words to your beloved Roy Mustang and Riza Hawkeye in this moment of triumph? They know how I feel about them. Wow, we don't have to air it That's out. That's something for Ao3. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we've done it. <laughs> Birdie celebrates too. Before we go though, I would like to v- visit. Some of our least faves. <laughs> yes, good point. So these are our personal lists, our last three each. Mm-hmm. And we'll do them ascending. Yeah. Uh, would you like me to do mine first? Uh, yeah, you can go first for this one. Yeah. Now, if the Redditors ever find <laughs> this, I think that I would get death threats, perhaps. Hey, leave us alone. This is my personal opinion, and I'll even explain it a little bit. Okay. Number 34, I had The Tick. No surprise. Number 35, Space Jam. And number 36, my last of anything we watched, Cowboy Bebop. Oof. Painful. Brutal. Explain. (laughs) About Cowboy Bebop specifically? Yeah, just talk us through your logic. It was Big Titty Girls who were, like, lesser than the men. And you can, like, rationalize, explain away, like, this character was actually well-rounded. She's just hidden in the facade of a big-titty, no-brain girl. There weren't that many big-titty girls. (laughs) I'm talking about one specific, the main girl. Yeah. What Um, was her name? Faye. Faye, yes. But I just don't think that's true. Also, I, I didn't find Spike and Jet interesting or nice or to have many redeeming qualities. And it was set in space. And I hate things that are set in space. The deck was stacked against it from the start. <laughs> so, there you go. That was why. And I, it's okay if you disagree. I will never try to sway you. Don't try to sway me either. And that's okay. We're, we just live in the world. That's okay. Go ahead, Ryan. What were your last three? My bottom three are, well, I was going to say less incendiary, but uh, <laughs> I don't think that's entirely true. Number 34, Rick and Morty. Hmm. Number 35, Polar Express. <laughs> Number 36, Space Jam. So Space Jam did terribly for I'm both sorry, of us. I'm sorry, Mike. I'm sorry, Mr. Jordan. Listen, I-, I said this on that episode. You are one of the most, like, successful people to ever do a single thing. Like, you are one of the most, like, good at it people who's ever been born. I'm sorry, man. It's just one was This one just wasn't it. No. Nope. It's also a damn shame this is the only Looney Tunes we've covered on the show. <laughs> 
Now, Rick and Morty's so low. I'd, mm-hmm. I'd like to hear your thoughts on it. I won't disagree. Yeah. Well, I disagree personally, but sure. I won't say you're wrong. This is my Cowboy Bebop for you. Yes. Uh, which is to say that, like, I think that, like, the high points of the show do not diminish what is, to me, the low points of it. And, like, part of it is the fan, like, overreaction to it. I'm so sick of hearing about goddamn Pickle Rick. And I'm sick of hearing about goddamn Szechuan Sauce. Um, I'm also just, like, in the later seasons, there was a weird bit of, like, incest that kept happening in a way that's, like, why are we... Why is this the thing that we want to circle back up to? I've also just, like, grown sort of weary of Justin Royal and, like rambling and like explaining the jokes like there's a lot of like oh wow we're doing a we're doing a voltron wow this is just like power rangers it's like just like do the reference and like there's more confidence in the earlier seasons i think and i think it's sort of resting not resting but it's like sloppily overcompensating for like a lack of concrete comedy ideas and that's why for me rick and morty was my third to last thing Hmm. all right so there's that so those were our more... Nothing needs to be said about Polar Express. <laughs> no. Those were our hotter takes, I guess, yeah. than our, like, top ten. <laughs> and I'm sorry if one of those was your favorite. And I... There were some redeeming things to Cowboy Bebop. Now, I get, like, why people like it. To me and my lived experience and what appeals to me, it just isn't there. That's fine. It's Sorry, like, Cowboy listen, Bebop. Full of is one. You can tell me that Cowboy Bebop <laughs> is the worst thing you've ever seen, and I'd be fine with it. See a space cowboy. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Bang. Um, but all right, thank you so much for joining us for our special episode 50 celebration. We're going to start doing a new thing where we tell you what we're watching next time so that you can watch along too if you so choose. Next time, we're going to be watching a very special show. The best show on TV right now, maybe. As far as we know. Uh, we're talking about Bluey, the children's show sensation that's sweeping the nation. Yeah. The thunder from down under. And we'll have a very special guest next episode. That's true. Ryan's good friend, uh, wonderful playwright and game designer, developer, writer, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything that she does. Yeah. Uh, Whitney Rowland will be, be here. on the pod talking about Bluey. And yeah, we're just going from there. Year three of Nation of Animation. Are you wow. excited? I am excited. To yeah, start year three. Pretty cool. I think the next time we have like a bracket episode, I think we might need to bring in like a third person to be an impartial judge. Um, because <laughs> that's I think Birdie. That's Birdie. You're right. I'm so sorry. How dare you? <laughs> three of us and Birdie. Uh, but yeah. So I can't wait for the next 50. Me neither. I've had such a wonderful time so far. I know Ryan has too. And we keep doing it because people keep listening. So thank you so much for tuning in. We really appreciate it. As always, feel free to find us on your podcatcher of choice and give us a rate and review. It really helps us get into the algorithm. Uh, But your listening helps as well. It keeps us on the charts, which is meaningful to us and like our goals for the show. Tell your buddies about us. Word of mouth is great. We don't pay for advertising, so... This was, not no, yet. Not, not not yet. And no one pays us for advertising yet. <laughs> not yet. But we would, we're hoping to fix that this year. Uh, so if you want to advertise with us and send us money and or products, let us know. But thank you. Thank you for listening. I hope we didn't offend you with our hot, spicy takes. <laughs> we're not liking Cowboy Bebop. <laughs> uh, and we're so excited to be back for another year. Yes. Uh, Brooke, what's your real world recommendation? Oh, that's a wonderful question that I haven't put any thought into at all. Uh, I will say this week, my real world recommendation, I got a soda stream for Christmas and I love it. It's beautiful. I can make any fizzy drink I want. And I don't think it was extremely outrageously priced. So see what you can do if you really love the bubbles. Ryan, what is your real world rec? 
So my real world wreck is a film we recently saw. We saw mm, Thregan, uh, uh, yes. often called Megan, <laughs> about Allison Williams and <laughs> the <laughs> evil robot doll that she built. Uh, I think that movie is just a hoot and a half. I think it's just a lot of fun. Is it good? Who can say? Is it a blast to see? I can say yes. Um, we had like a not great viewing experience with some like rude theater goers, but the film rose above it and was still a delight. Um, you know, temper your expectations. It is like schlocky, campy fun. James Wan is in his like fuck it, we ball phase as a filmmaker, <laughs> just making silly. He's things. just producing he this one. It, He's not too. directing it, yeah. and it's based on his story idea mm-hmm. as well. Written uh, by the scriptwriter who also co-wrote *Malignant*. Which Her name is Akila Cooper. Akila Cooper. She's fantastic. Yeah. She's like changing horror as we know it Malign- and bringing us back to like fun horror malignant is one of my favorite movies of like the past decade i i adore that like bonkers silly thing and megan is a is a worthy follow-up from her so akila cooper we salute you come on the pod let's talk about it oh <laughs> uh, yeah go see megan and i guess that's it uh you can follow us on twitter and instagram at cartoon book club Brooke, where can people find you you can find me on my website brookearonsmith.com and on any social media Ever. Ryan, where can people find you? Find me on Twitter at Ryan with Cheese. Find me on Instagram at RaRaiBooGuy. Find my website, uh, RyanGStevens.com. And you'll find us here again in two weeks. And until next time, the... the and until next time, the state of animation is... Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Looking- Nation of Animation is hosted by Ryan Stevens and Brooke Aaron Smith and produced by Danny Mendoza. Our show art is by Hervashi Lele and our theme music is by Jacob Menke. Be sure to follow us at Cartoon Book Club on Twitter and Instagram. Thanks for listening! Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.